All right. Welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, August 25th, 2023, episode of, oh my goodness, I got to look at my notes, 83. Joining me on Zoom, Mr. Michael Gervasi. Yo, 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 yo. Have you survived the floods? Are you okay over there? You're not floating around and uh, floating uh, to the NW? Uh, thankfully, because when I first moved into the house, uh, I did flood um, on Mother's Day, actually. And that was, I was in here less than a month at that time. So that was a great introduction to the house, but I didn't get anything last night. So, yeah, so it was a lot last night. And um, so hopefully everyone's, we had to cancel prep day today, move it to yeah. Monday. So, yep, yep. Um, a lot of feedback from last week, lots of feedback. Um, our, our detective, Max Bailey, did some investigation. He texted us and said, I'm going to ask some people in the private sector about PD, right? Like work training. And, mm -hmm. we're not the only doofuses in education that use the po big post it notes. We found out that other industries do this as yes. a way to make people i guess interact okay so we'll reach out to all these industries okay it's not as cool as you think it is it's it's a task just to i think it's to double check on you to make sure you're listening and it's not I, that unique right. like save paper save adhesive <laughs> post-it notes just ask ask a question like yes. i'll gladly audibly answer the question yes conversations are so much better for so giving, many giving me a sharpie in the corner of the or, oh man you froze are you still here i'm oh, here you froze for oh yeah you froze for a second now you're froze okay oh we're getting some tech with the water the, the rains the rains of southeast michigan so we did get that some pd did you get any other pd stuff i know we have well and also the act lunch is a big deal that, that wasn't just a me thing. A lot of people agreed being able to leave for lunch is a big deal, right? Like that's a key thing. You got some stuff. Coach Tony, Coach Tony. Uh, had a, did a very good job supporting Joe Dumars's Hall of Fame credentials. He did, and and, and I'm going to address Coach Tony first. Uh, Coach Tony, Coach Tony, what, what a loyal listener, nicest guy on the planet, great coach. Uh, man, I, I feel like I'm, I'm bashing Dumars, and I don't want to do that. I came across a quote from um, former NBA player Gilbert Arenas. Uh, he didn't mention Dumars, he did mention a number of other players. And this, this was this week, he said it on his podcast, he's a rival podcaster. You can't be in that door with Michael Jordan, Larry Bird with mediocre stats. Um, and again, he mentioned some people whose stats are comparable to Dumars. I realized Dumars was a very, very, very good player. Um, I'm not, and, and maybe Dumars is a person I should leave out. I, I went on and looked up um, some NBA players that are controversial, not controversially not in the Hall of Fame. Mark Jackson's another player who's uh, one of the all-time leading assists. He might be the leader in assists. I, I, statistics sometimes, I'm sure Max Bailey is turning over right now in his metaphorical grave. Sometimes statistics don't matter to me as much. This is one that doesn't. I don't know if he's first or second or whatever, but the guy made it one all-star team. And people feel like he should be in the Hall of Fame. And Mike, I, I'm just asking, like, where where is the line? Dumars, to me, was a very, very, very good player. Is that the criteria for making the Hall of Fame? And there is no criteria, and that's fine. To me, Dumars was just never a top 20 or even top 30 player in the NBA. I, I respect what Tony said, but where is that line? And, you know, I think Dumars was a better NBA player than Mark Jackson, but statistically, if Mark Jackson's in the top five in assists, doesn't that make him statistically better anyway? And I, that's all I'm saying. It just seems like the bar is so low in the NBA. So that's that's my point. Um, a couple others. Let me, are you going to say something? Well, I just while, while you're on that topic, um, yeah. I just want to say if you want to see what Coach Tony said, because it's a lot. He put yes. he breaks into thirds as to why it's on the Facebook page. I want to correct. I sort of corrected myself when you told me to guess the players last week. You know, when you gave the names out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned, I, I would confuse it. I looked at, I knew because Sean Merriman, who was who I was confusing it with. Oh, Merriman, I, I see. Very close. And then I, because I'm like, okay, are we talking about a basketball player? Because I knew one of the players. I'm like, what are we talking about? And then Sean Merriman was a great okay. linebacker for the then San Diego Chargers, which um, are now the Los Angeles Chargers. But I feel it's now that, I think, I don't know if we talked about this before. Um, I remember growing up, whenever my dad would, when we talk football and he'd mentioned the Baltimore Colts, and I'd be like, I always think my dad, I'm like, you're so old, dude. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm in Indianapolis. And I do it now with, that's my, t- I'm old now because of the Chargers. I will say, yeah, okay. Sean Merriman played for the San Diego Chargers. And my son will be like, oh, you're so old. They're the LA Chargers. Like, yeah. I, and it's just, so the, the Chargers have become, I think the Chargers have become the Colts of Generation X yeah, of, 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 for our move. But what else do you got? Uh, Geo, that's me. Uh, tell Peyote, me and Mitch Album are coming for him for his little joke about short people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Max, we, we went back and forth, and a, a friend of ours, Matt, uh, talked about certain criteria. So uh, I'm not going to go into this because it would take too long, but are Blake Griffin and Chris Weber Hall of Famers? Uh, I say no. Um, by Tony's criteria, coming back to Tony he would have to say yes to those two guys just on, on, you know, their backgrounds, all-star games, three-time members of all. I mean, some of these guys were both guys. Uh, Blake Griffin made the All-NBA second team three times. Chris Webber was the All-NBA first team once, you know, are those guys, or is it simply the championship? And all, again, I'm just asking what is the criteria. Um, and then where I really got hammered, and I, I took the brunt of this um, using the derivatives of the name Mike. So here's here's Max, or no, actually, as this uh, this might have been Antoine. I think I, I I posted this, but Max did give me a lot. If the mics are giving up a gimmick, Mike of the Week should go. Now they're stretching it to Mitch. Bring back the rap lyrics. So that was uh, <laughs> I believe that was Antoine. Um, and again, I sent the the fact that you know Mitch is a derivative of Mike. Uh, Max commented about Marsha Tate being the best PD we've had. She's she's somewhat famous, and he's right. They yeah, they were that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, Mitch album on the mic wall, really? Yeah, the guys are really struggling to find mics. Uh, so yeah, we took a lot about that. So that that and that, that's me. That wasn't you. perfect. I'll take the I'll, so I'm gonna first of all I want to I'm always a fair guy. So I, I complained about the Mitch album technology column he did, his latest column. He wrote a piece about what's going on with the blindside drama. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you read the column that he did. And it's really, it's the famous story of, it's a famous, th- if you read it, it's, there's three sides to every story. Yeah. There's, and that's what his column is about. And I'm going to give him credit. That is a great column that more people need to understand that lesson. Because like everything's political, right? Everything is back in your corner of what side you are. And when these stories first come out, like what's, you know, there's, one side story, there's another side story, and then somewhere in there is the truth. And that's what he basically writes about. He does it a really good job. He needs to stick to more stuff about that instead of get off my lawn guy. And I'm sure, you know, and, and that is the truth with something like this. You know, there, there, there's probably not one party that's all innocent and clean in all this. But if you immediately believe one side or the other, I think it's it's crazy. And that's what basically And, and Michael Orr had a axe to grind, rightfully, if, if you believe him. But he he said this a long time ago. Um, he didn't like the way the movie presented him to begin with. Yeah. And, you know, he, he's like, I wasn't an idiot. I wasn't this, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So there was already that 
tension that was there. And I think that this, you know, you bring money into the situation. I think a lot of things have just exacerbated the situation. So, I, and again, I'm not, I did it in my history on film class. It's funny because I did a history on, in my history on film class uh, this year, just ironically, um, based on a true story. So we can look at true stories and then dig in a little bit deeper and find out what liberties Hollywood took. The kids wanted me to show that. Uh, and I didn't. And it, and this is, again, before this came out, because I said, I, I, I just, Michael Orr um, really was not happy with this movie. So, or maybe we put it to vote. I remember just mentioning that we put it to vote and it didn't quite make the cut. Um, so let me backpedal what I said and just say that it, it didn't. I was happy, though, because I knew how Michael Orr felt about the movie. And I, I just feel like if you have the main character that's or the main subject line of the movie that's not happy with it, that I didn't want to really show it for that reason. But that might have been a good one to dig deeper. So, yeah, that's uh, lots yeah. going on. He's not going to be my Michael of the Week, by the way, but it is a possible one. We still, like I said, we still have lots of mics. Uh, mine, and again, why did I pick this one? I don't know. No, There's no connection to anything. But it is a Michael. No derivatives. No, anything like that. So our, uh, you know, the critics, don't worry, we're back to doing Michael's still alive. So we'll go there. Uh, the older generation may remember him as Lenny from um, Laverne and Shirley. Okay. All right. I don't know if you, that, 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 we, that's really, you got to be a little older. Uh, more people know him as Saul's brother and better call Saul. It's uh, Michael McKeon, 75 years old. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, After wow, he's 75. Wow. 75. You do remember him as Lenny with Lenny and Squiggy? I, probably. I, I've, I've seen him in other things. And the, the name, when you were mentioning, I did watch a little bit of Laverne and Shirley. I want to know what else I've seen him on. I'll get the credit. Better Call Saul is his um, most recent, you know, he was the brother that was sort of crazy and like had to have the house like all, like, you know, he. I never he saw the, that. Um, but I am looking at some stuff here now. So, but yeah, he's. That's a good one. That's a very good yeah, one. Yeah. Well, he was nominated for an, an, an Emmy for his role in Better Call Saul. Sort of, he was always sort of like a bit actor like that, you know, like a not the main star of anything, but right. uh, sort of the extra in there. So that is undergrad at Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh. That's where he okay. did his undergrad. Wow. So uh, that, that's our Mike of the Week. Straight Michael, straight Mike. He's going up on the, on the uh, wall. So. All right, education. We did this at the same time last year. There's our last full week off. We start back next Tuesday officially um, with PD. Monday, we're running the new teacher workshop. And with the floods and rains we had today, prep day has been moved to Monday. So it's going to be a busy uh, week next week and totally in at Carlson. So with that, we're going to take a look back to look back at our summer. And what are your summer highlights? So, I, you know what? I... I... I have a lot, but uh, the one that really I think about the most um, is stuff involving my kids. I, you know, I, I've done a few things this summer, but um, I, my youngest daughter, Melina, and I worked together at the Carlson Marauder basketball camps. Okay. And, I'm sorry, nice. basketball summer league. Uh, we did scoreboard kind of. Yes, I, that's right. Popped up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kristen's daughter, Evelyn, actually did it as well. We were all kind of working together. So that was cool. Um, because, you know, we were working together and it was just a pretty neat moment. Um, you know, there, there's rumors that she might get to work the MYBL this year, the, the scoreboard. Ooh. I'm oh. kind of excited about that, you know, and she was able to take Rob Raymond is very kind and generous with, with, um, with what, what he gives them when they work. And, you know, she was able to take some money home with her, buy a few things on Sheen, 
Uh, so that was cool. And then just overall the time with my, my oldest daughter, I, I feel like, you know, we've always been close, you know, um, but I feel as a high school teacher, I've always connected with the, that age group, you mm -hmm. know, and, um, I feel like we've connected more. She's going into 10th grade now. And so th those are my two highlights, just connecting with my oldest daughter and then working with my youngest. Those are my two. That is a nice benefit, um, you know, that we we've mentioned it before. It's one of our perks that our kids go to school with us. <clears throat> and then I had the year where Nate was a freshman and Chloe was a senior. And, you know, now Nate is obviously going into his junior year. Um, I'm going to put it right out there. I was able to main thing with the busyness of the end of the year with coaching and working and negotiating the contract and serving as union president. Once summer hit, it was nice to be able to start walking my dog again and like have that open time of, you know, it's a small thing, but both wellness wise, physical and mental. It's something I really look forward to. Couldn't do it today. Ella normally wakes us up at like makes wakes me up at like five 40 wanting to get that walk. She did not leave the bedroom today until 1030 because she does oh, not man. like storms and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So no walk today. Um, but that definitely, um, the Mexico trip we took as a family, um, we sort of were coming to the realization that there aren't that many of those left with the age of our kids. So, um, spending that week down there of just rest and relaxation and just time with each other, um, moving Chloe back into Ann Arbor here at the end of the summer, the Sims run is always a highlight of the summer. I think it was a great event, uh, but taking the time to move Chloe out to Ann Arbor in a new place. That's always exciting. I'm seeing a lot of posts now on social media. It's one of my favorite times besides graduation time when people post their graduation things. I love the parents posting the, the, you know, the kids moving away for the first time or whether the second time or third time, it's always an exciting time for young people. And, um, you know, it's different, it's a change. And I know most of the people that we deal with that we've seen through the halls of Gibraltar, we know they're going to do well and succeed, but it's exciting, right? Like you think we've talked, we've done this in an episode before and talked about what an exciting time of your life, uh, you know, to, it's a little scary, but exciting, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was just talking to Cliff Menser, a colleague of ours, and he, um, just moved his son into to Michigan State, and it was. He mentioned all the emotions that kind of went with it. It's really interesting hearing that. Obviously, I haven't been there, but um, yeah. Let me ask you um, regarding your walks. I actually took my kids. I I, I went um, to Detroit Wildlife Refuge. You ever been there? Yes, I have, I've, and I've taken Ella there. Yeah, have yeah. you? It, it's man, mm -hmm. that is. If anybody that lives around here, it's on West Jefferson. It is amazing. It's it free. is so, uh, free. The people well, there are so some people will say your US federal income tax. We get it. All right. <laughs> Senator Paul, we get it. I knew, nothing's I knew you were nothing's I free. Your face. John Dingle, thank you for your service and spearheading that. But I, we're not even you knew that. That I could see it in your face where, where you were going. I know. I, I, that's the dumbest thing in the world. You know? Well I went to like when I went to the I think I used it last time when I said I went to the DIA and it's free. Well, it's in your summer tax bill. I yeah, well. I, so I, you know, Kristen and I took a little walk there and then I took both of my kids separately. Um, and, and just when you mentioned the walks, they loved it. And, and honestly, if I really stop and think, maybe the highlight of my summer was both of them going and enjoying it. In fact, my youngest yeah. one said to me, Dad, when are we going again? It was like pulling teeth, getting them to go. Did you but walk it, down that one path that goes like almost all the way to North Gibraltar? I did kind of press for time. And it, I, oddly, That's... both times I took my kids, it was ready to rain. So I didn't want to get okay. stuck. But, yeah, you should check that out. So that's like that wilderness path, and you basically yeah. it goes south all the way to the northern tip of Gibraltar. And it's pretty nice. I mean, it's really just right up along the way. It'd probably be a mess right now with all the rain we had. So I would wait a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's a nice. Sure, yeah. That's where I would normally go. So that's a yeah, that's a great place. Um, one of those hidden gems 
down here that we sort of take advantage. You know, we, uh, we mentioned the Metro Park. We take it for granted. That's another thing you take for granted. It's, you drive up there. It's free to park. It's they got a beautiful yeah. fishing pier. It's um, we're very lucky with that. So, so yeah. So that stuff. And yeah, you mentioned good luck to um, Griffin um, at yeah. Michigan State, right? Like um, what and how how excited you know when you talk about the motions. And I think I mentioned this before. Um, it's a it, the first time like last year seeing Chloe go away. Um, it's there's a little sadness and like the house just being a little quieter, but she's happy there. And that's to me that overbalances me missing her. You know what I mean? Like that's that that's Elise and I did our jobs in raising her. And if we raised her to the point where she's happy somewhere and she's thriving somewhere, then that should be the joy we have, you know, you know, so, um, so yeah, so we hope everyone else had a great summer, you know, um, uh, it it goes fast. (laughs) I swear it seemed like we were doing the, the June episode where we had the whole summer in front of us thinking about like all the spare time. And now next week we are officially back to work on Tuesday, right? It's over. Yep. It's over. Yeah, well, we might be working tonight. We got a, we had a football game supposedly like we think right against the airport. Yeah. So we get it done up there too. We... Yes. All new equipment. So they were, uh, Taurus sent me a picture. Get this. The guy was installing this thing. They have a headset that I could wear instead of just using the mic. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'm going to look like John Madden up there. You know, so I don't have to have anything. I'm My fear with that is our, we have hot mic issues as it is. Oh. Not that we say anything terrible on the mic sometimes, but we do sort of click it off and have our own little commentary, you know. So I got to be a little careful if I'm wearing that headset. The kill button. This is, it's my first game back. Now, we did have a game after, but I wasn't able to work the scoreboard that day. It's my first game back since my my flub uh, when Jalen Franklin joined us and and my flub, yeah, it was every. We were all involved in that. Yeah, so. but the problem was you. You could have a flub, and it's okay. When I, if I have a flub running the clock, it's yeah. uh, that's a bigger problem. And I got well. There's a that. difference between a playoff game and a week one. We'll be all right. All right, education. I mean, overrated, underrated this week. Um, I thought about it. Something that made me think of paying for my son's parking pass. I think yeah. your daughter's starting driver's ed, right, or into driver's oh, she's ed. Done. She's she's got a she's permit. done segment two. She's got her permit, so you're in that stage. So. You know, it's always a you know a big deal. So I put overrated, underrated driver's ed slash getting your driver's license. Now I you can I sort of looked at this both on the parent end and as looking back as a kid end, and I'm going to maybe combine those two things. And so I would like to know what you think. What do you have as overrated with this nice broad topic? So it shouldn't have been a problem. So overrated this one. You know, I don't. I think it goes back to the future. Um, this scene where he come, arrives back in 1985 and the, you know, the older gentleman is out crazy teenage drivers. And, you know, that notion that teen drivers drive too fast. Now they should be more careful. I'm not saying they shouldn't. Um, but my overrated is that notion. And I just looked up some, some numbers here, according to data, it's experienced drivers who really need to brush up on the rules. Studies show that individuals who are the ages of 50 and 64 are more likely to have received a speeding ticket in the past five years. Now, there's probably good reasons for that. I actually spoke to Max Bailey about this yesterday, and younger drivers don't drive as far nor as much. But, you know, you rarely hear about that. It's always younger drivers, those crazy younger drivers in the neighborhood. Um, Drivers in the 30 to 49-year-old age range are the most ticketed. So older drivers get more tickets than younger ones, and 30 to 49 are the most ticketed. Uh, So my overrate is the notion that teen drivers are these crazy, you know, Crazy drivers that need to slow down. It's actually other age brackets that get tickets more. So that's my overrated. You know, as you mentioned yours, I thought of, so like when we were driving, the cars were much less safer as a 
just as a design yeah. feature, right? Yes, yes. Um, they, they, you know, there weren't airbags in our cars. There weren't, you know, there weren't, uh, you know, this automation. There's a lot of automation that alert, like my car. This, hang on, I don't have this luxury sedan, but like if a brake light comes on in front of me, you know, car feels I'm going too fast, this red light like starts beeping and making a noise at eye level on my car. Little things like that, right? Like lane assist. But there also were less distractions when we were driving, I believe. Like we weren't, that we never had to worry about a phone. Uh, the radio was basically cassette. Maybe you had like the CD thing in there, but you know, you you were not really distracted. You were, you, you know, your eyes were on the road. So I, I don't know if that sort of balances out. Now they're putting these laws in and cars are, um, you know, they're doing things where, um, you know, we have the distracted driving law, but I, I wonder how that works in as well. And the, and the cars are obviously much safer with airbags and that sort of thing. My overrated on the parent end is definitely once you get a licensed driver, what your auto, what happens to your auto insurance? I get it. Just a fact of life. That's just a, a punch in the gut. On the kid end, I'm thinking back to driver's ed. The the most nerve wracking part, and I think I even like talking to Nate, who just recently went with it, is drive. It was I would have had no problem, and I didn't really have problems, but it was always the audience, right? It was usually three kids, right? It wasn't just you and the instructor, right? <laughs> yeah. So you always had an audience. So that to me was very anxious of a situation. Whether you were yeah. driving, even if you were driving fine, you get in the back, like Nate told me about one time, like one of the sessions, he was with this kid and this kid was like, the guy had to use the brake and grab the wheel. Like this kid was not, he had never driven before. I don't know what you did with uh, your daughters, but like before Nate even went to driver's ed, we went up to the parking lot at school and had him drive around the lot just to get a feel of what a car is like, you yeah. know, like how much gas you have to put on and that sort of thing. And I don't think this kid had ever even gotten behind the wheel. And Nate said, it was awkward. And you know, you're trying not to, I'd imagine you're trying not to laugh like when something like that happens in the back. So to me, that's definitely the overrated part is the being packed in the car with other people and having an audience for your driving. Good one. Good, good. Uh, yeah, right. I was, so I did take my daughter and it was because nobody took me. My first moment in the car was, was a disaster. The instructor had to hit the brake. With the, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily, I mean, I don't think you're going to get in trouble in a parking lot. Like, I, I think you should at least let your, I mean, I'm not the go-to say all on laws, but I don't think if a cop pulls up on you and you're in an empty parking lot and there's a kid driving with their parents, they're going to throw you in jail. So I, at least let them know the feel. I mean, like there's a lot of kids, you know, if you've never driven a car before, you don't realize that putting it into drive, it can, it moves without even hitting the gas, right? Like right. I still remember, you know, the, the first time I showed Nate that, that, you know, and that's, and you got, and that's how you should really be like using it. Like when you're pulling into a driveway, you don't have to floor the gas going into a driveway. Right. So, all right. What do you have as your underrated? So I, I kind of went back and forth on this one. Um, my, my second thought, I'm not, I'm going to get to my underrated in a second. My second thought was just this notion. I mean, again, when, if you really stop and think about uh, in the whole pantheon of human history, how little human beings have been able to move now people have moved but they had to move by foot and just the notion that we you as a young person have this power to just travel places that throughout human history has taken people a long time to do and you could do it you know in an afternoon uh, it, it's it's really really cool when you think about it but then um I, the, the first thing i thought of was when i got my license i was a junior in high school and my mom said to me that you're paying your own insurance. And Mike, I was like heartbroken. Like, you're kidding me. I got to play basketball next year and I'm playing yeah. sports and you're going to make me pay my own insurance. And, and you know, it, just kind of what you mentioned. And then I was talking to Max about this and it, it, it's so true. I don't think uh, people really think of how much goes into 
the power that you're given now or the, the power, the responsibility you're given to learn about finances, not just with insurance, but gas, you know, and um, if you end up, God forbid, in an accident, I got into an accident my first year, uh, you know, a guy in front of me ran out of gas. It really generally wasn't my fault, but what happens then with your insurance and stuff like that? So I I think the notion, the idea that you te- you learn responsibility uh, at a pretty young age of finances that young people really don't have, you know, right now, I think, you know, our kids are we're taking to get ice cream whenever they want, you know, they, they get all of these things whenever they want through most of their young lives. And now, you know, they might have to learn that you have to budget things and money is yep. not, it's 350 a gallon is not cheap. And, you know, so nope. I think the idea- You may not decide you don't want to go and do that thing. When right. It's like, <laughs> right. Like, right. I, like I purposely, some days, there are days where I combine trips and then I don't do anything the next day. Not because I want to sit in the house all day, but like, I'm not going to go drive around to another place to do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, Nate, we, this summer he took up golf and it was between my wife and I were like an ATM to pay. Like he asked for money. And then finally we said enough is enough. And he's now working. And, you know, and we basically said, you know, and we know you know, we want our kids to be able to do is do stuff, enjoy stuff. Sure. I don't want them to do it four times a week, you know, right. and this, this sort of thing. So he's working now and understanding. And, you know, my daughter, like I said, mentioned working up at uh, Captain Jim's. We don't, she's just not working during the college school year, which is something, you know, when we tell her, but you got to work your tail off in the summer and build up that sure. account and, Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. My underrated, and this is, I'm going to, you know, I mentioned as a parent and as a driver, it's freedom. It's the ability yeah. for, you know, but it's also for the parent. Like I'm done having to run Nate to sports mm-hmm. practice or to this, those years when they're ninth and most of 10th grade, you know, we carpool with people and we carpool, you know, you know I mentioned Coach Savedro, they were great for during basketball season. They we would share taking turns driving, you know, that, and then all of a sudden, uh, someone turns 16 and you're you're done. You don't have to make those runs anymore. But also, I know I've read somewhere sometimes someone said, you know, sometimes those were always nice, you know, like driving your kids somewhere. They got to, you know, for my house, the Carlson, obviously, but I think back to like sure. gymnastics practice. That time in the car, you know, where there were some good Not conversations and stuff. Yeah. But it also gets nice to get to a point of every, instead of every Monday, you know, I don't have to do it anymore. Or even like, you don't feel like cooking. Who's the one that always had to run and go get a pizza or whatever it would be me. Well, now, you know what, Nate, you go pick yeah. it up. You know, you but know, now you, you can, if Nate has practice on a Thursday night, you could stay home and watch the Lions victory instead of having a drink. <laughs> that's right. Out. That's a big, that's a, that is one of the few games that uh, people have them losing uh, this year in their picks. But, I, you know, you never know, man, that per, it's rare that that Super Bowl champion loses at home in week one. It's, it's a tough, it is, it is a tough, I remember a few years ago, New England, not a few years ago, but when New England won the Super Bowl and it was Pittsburgh versus them in week one. And Pittsburgh went up there, and it was just a buzzsaw. And it was a pretty good Steeler team. I think that was like the Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and it, they just got destroyed. The, you know, it's a hard thing to walk into. So um, we'd love to hear what your overrated, underrated is uh, about driving, getting your license. Okay, hot mic take. You said before we went on that you had something that, what, serious or earth-breaking? Yeah. Or? Um, okay, so I'm going to go a couple different directions with this. And um, – Sinead O'Connor recently passed away and um, she had this covered the song by Prince. Nothing compares to you. And it's, it's amazing. It's maybe the best breakup song. I, I, I just so powerful. Uh, Prince did it. Sinead O'Connor did it. And then Chris Cornell did it. Um, 
all three, may they all rest in peace. And I found that to be pretty crazy. Yeah. The, I'm sure others have as well, but those to me are the three uh, most famous and the, just the, especially the last two, I, you know, I, Shane O'Connor and Chris Cornell doing that song is, is just unreal. Um, and, and it just like, wow, they're all dead. And then I started thinking about Sinead O'Connor herself um, and her incident on Saturday Night Live. And I, I'm prefacing by saying this is not meant to offend anybody. I, I, I want to make that as abundantly clear as I can. But for those that don't know, in 1992, uh, she went on and ripped up a picture of the Pope. And I'm asking you now, and again, not trying to gotcha you, do you know why she did it? Um, does it have... I'm gonna guess that I don't. I don't. I remember reading it. I'm, I mean, I may be wrong. I, I I don't have confidence in my answer. Like if this was, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? I wouldn't. Sure. Die on this hill because I don't remember if it was, was it um, abortion? Was it related to abortion or was oh. it related to northern? Was it related to Ireland? Or uh, neither of those. If you're referring to the troubles, no. It was. It was. Um, it, it was about abuse in the church. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. That's what it was. That was yeah. Okay. And um, I dug a little bit deeper on this, and, and you know, I was in. I believe if it was '92 or uh, you know during the late or early '92, I would have been in eighth grade, and I was horrified. Um, and the next week, Joe Pesci went on the show and talked about how if he was the the star, he would have slapped his words. Okay, and I'm not attacking Joe Pesci for this because I know a lot of people were offended by it, but she she did it. And per, you can make the case, and actually I've read this, look, digging deeper, Madonna made the case that maybe she should have come up with something else symbolically. Uh, I don't know what she could have done. Uh, she did not, nobody knew she to do it, even in rehearsal, she didn't do it. Um, I don't know what she could have done to broadcast what she was trying to say, but she took a lot of heat um, and she's been vindicated. And, and then I dug even deeper. She herself was a victim of abuse. Yeah. So how, you know, have, I, I don't know, maybe I was a little young to really even, I, you know, the internet wasn't a thing, so I couldn't have found out as to why she did it later, you know, at the time. But man, she was right. And I just wonder, I'm trying, I want to know from the listener, number one, did you know that? Because I'm asking you, Mike, and I, again, I'm not, there's no gotcha. I do problem. remember that now is the reason, yeah. But is there anybody else that you could think of? I, there, there's a few historically speaking, uh, Galileo as an example, but that was totally vindicated um, and totally right on something they did. Even if you think the method in which she did it was wrong, um, nobody denies that the, the abuse happened. And the fact that she herself was a victim of it and then took so much heat from so many people after the fact, um, I want to just think of if, if what your memories of it are and if you can think of anybody else who history has totally said, you know, you were right and most other people were wrong. It's a horrible couple story. Thing, right? couple things. First of all, you know, Chris Cornell passed in Detroit, right? You know that, right? He was found, I think it was the MGM Grand. Uh, okay. No, okay. That's, that's, that's a side point you just brought up earlier. Um, I think, too, um, as you were telling the story, I'm sitting there thinking about it and I'm thinking back to, and again, and again, maybe I'm thick-skinned. I don't know. And I am a Catholic. I'm a confirmed Catholic. And I, you know. Um, Likewise. People tearing a photograph. Like, I could print a photo right now from this printer. Okay. Symbolically, I mean, 
I mean, it, it, it's not like, to me, it'd be like more offensive. First of all, like I say, physically doing something to somebody is always the worst of the worst, sure. you know, like we talk about. But like, even like, she didn't like burn a Bible on the stage. She right. took a photograph, a piece of paper that, okay, I mean, did this really even hurt the Pope in any way? Or, I mean, I, photos of people aren't these, um, and this wasn't like it was a piece of artwork either, okay? Like some, you know, they, Lauren Michaels had a, portrait right. on the wall because it was like a you know commissioned artwork it was a picture she printed up and tore up it's like looking and back at it i'm trying like trying to draw attention to a cause yeah which again I, has I been mean, well yeah but even the side like the physical act the physical object it wasn't that big of a deal it's a picture yeah i mean you could rip up pictures of hundreds of people i mean I, like it, 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 weird time it was a weird time i mean I, I i think but of course people still people i would say people don't get as offended as people probably worse nowadays you know people i think so people, and maybe it's just they're more, vocal, they have more platforms to do so uh as opposed to 92 like i said there's no internet at the time so but man i i really just reading her story then reading her comments about it after and again maybe i'm wrong because i was young but i don't think people really even wanted to hear her what she had to say no so uh but, man, but, but the truth came the truth came out and it's an yes. awful truth so yes all right my overrated underrated also it's not kind of serious we started we opened the show with it um i just want to want to say with the rain and the flooding i see like some people commenting you know like this was like 4.5 inches down here okay it was substantial and i think the infrastructure can only water always wins my dad always used to say water my dad still says water always wins right yeah. like it, we knew this this and yeah, you know, and we're a little lucky here. I know some people have it worse or whatever, but I don't, you know, the, these communities didn't do anything wrong. They have these systems for what normal ex expected rainfall would be. What happened last night was beyond that. And that's sort of what happens sometimes with this. There's no easy solution. Now, I know there have been communities around us. I know like Dearborn Heights, at, you know, there's some communities where stuff was just built poorly and they overbuilt or whatever. But I think for the most part down by us, like like you said, you got some flooding on Mother's Day last year. I don't think there's like this frequent flooding, right? Like, and we live right near Lake Erie, right? So I think what, and I know you're, people are angry and people are upset, I get it, I totally get it. My basement had water a little while ago, more on our fault because our sump pump didn't work, but I get it. It's a very frustrating and annoying situation. But I think blaming the government and local communities, I think the blame is misplaced. Sometimes, sometimes things just happen that it the, the the natural or not the natural the infrastructure just can't handle it you know they talk about 75 and these these you know the airport you know most of the wayne county money goes to like the airport right that flooded today like it got to a point of yeah. even where most of the money is you know i'm sure we have our best infrastructure out there near 94 and 275 because this is a major area of operation that flooded okay like so i think just put it in perspective understand i mean it rained mike what do you think steady last night from like midnight to like five in the morning right like just yeah. solid yeah like, like you're not gonna you're, there's a it, things reach a certain point where it's not gonna keep up it's not gonna keep up and it, it sucks i hope everyone's okay i hope that you know we're still waiting to, i hope that everything up at the school's okay if you did have damage i'm sorry but try to understand i think that that was not a normal storm last night right i think everyone even said that like it, it was crazy so all right so last week of the preseason uh the lions uh, Man, took a tough loss to the Jaguars. Uh, the Now, from what I've read, I was reading on the – I think week three is – I saw something the Steelers plan to play starters for most of the first quarter versus Atlanta. So week three, I think, is this game where we try to get 
you know, your main reps. Um, I don't, I don't know. How do you feel now after two weeks, the Teddy Bridgewater signing may not be as celebrated as it was before the game. So well, where I are you? Are playing. I don't think they're playing. They're going to play anybody though. So I, don't, I, I think that's a, a unique to each individual the, team. But the word I'm getting, here's what I'm getting. Tell me if I'm, you know, cause I'm not a huge, I'm not following everything that goes on. It's Bridgewater. Isn't that good? And then behind the five starters on the offensive line, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Like so if somebody goes down on that offensive line, there could be some issues. Is that the gist yes. of where we are with the Lions? Yeah. Um, but the offensive line, those five guys are yeah. pretty and, and yeah, I don't want to jinx any. I'm not doing this to be a jerk. Offensive line is usually a position, uh, you know, they, they hold pretty steady. I mean, that's, that's a place where you've had guys play like, I mean, you know, um, yeah. their whole career and never miss a game, right? Like, you know, the guy from the Cleveland Browns, right? Was it Joe Thomas? Is it Joe Thomas? Thomas, like, I don't yeah, know. I mean, but the same place. you know, like these guys, they played for years, you know. I mean, there, there's obviously injuries that happen, but that seems to be an area where, you know, they're well protected. So um, fantasy football draft, do you have yours coming up, right? Yeah, Monday. Do you want to hear my strategy? No, I don't. And nobody wants to hear mine for Saturday. What so is Saturday? I'd be more... I'd be more interested in food or drink with it, but we're not going to talk about that. Where, where do you pick? Um, where do, you, do you know where you pick yet? I, I'm, I'm number two overall in a non-keeper league, so it's number two. Okay. Twelve teams. Are you thinking Christian McCaffrey or Justin Jefferson? No, I'm not. I think I, 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 I'm not. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that's listening to this. What about Mahomes? I'm not going to give away. I'm not going to give away. I'm, I think I'm going to do Pickens and Pickett, the Steeler connection. Jeff Simons would love that. <laughs> so um, we want to wish all of our friends that have already started back a great school year. We will see all of our friends on Tuesday, Gibraltar School District people. We will see. Oh, one more thing. <laughs> one thing I want to talk about with the PD development. I don't know if you saw, I shared it with you and Max, the Houston superintendent down in the new hoops, Houston, who's sent there by the state to save Houston school. We've had this sort of here happen in Michigan. First thing he did was like cut half his librarians. I sent but he did a skit. To start, did you watch that TikTok that I sent? Yeah, I did. A full-out acting skit. It was so bad. It was so cringeworthy. I, it made me think of two twelve, and that's, I, that's I think I got to say that's two twelve. Right? But it, but I don't. Were those other teachers with him on the stage? Like, could you imagine if you're like a non-tenured teacher and they're like, "Hey, oh. you got to get up here and act this skit you out." Bullied into that, jeez, oh peace. Oh. I think I think I may have retired like one year in. Like I gotta find that clip. We got. We'll put that on the. Uh, we'll put that on the Facebook page so people can enjoy that PD. Which, oh man, like then, then, then they had the union. The then they they had the, they had the union president complaining about how out of touch it was. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, what it, what it told me. I don't know what made me think about it just now. I think going back to. I'm sure we will not have anything like that. Um, have a great week, everybody. Good. Hope maybe I'll see you tonight. Hope we'll see you tonight at the uh, football game. See you soon.